Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ivelisse, a.k.a. La Sicaria, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building from Lucha Underground, and you're listening to the Oversell Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 92, and we are talking all things professional wrestling with special guest producer George. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And we are have a special guest in studio. Uh, he's been on the show before on the phone, but this is his first time at Oversell Studios here in Bartlett, Tennessee. We're going to bring him in with a little bit of music. He's wearing a Sasha Banks shirt. <laughs> Producer George is in the house. Yes. Turn it up. As loud as it goes. <laughs> it's the boss. She's yep. supposed to get the loudest music possible. I don't. I, it's it's as loud as the iPad goes. Oversell <laughs> Studio. They finally let me out the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously is good to have you here, George. You know, um, we haven't. You and I haven't gotten a chance to hang out for a while, and it's just it's good to see you. Good to have you in studio. Always and- good to see you too. Let's move your mic a little closer. I don't think the fine people on Mixler, mixlr.com slash oversell podcast can hear you. So what's up? They need to not only hear me, they need to admire me. Remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. You know, I'm working on getting live YouTube, so we're gonna work I'm gonna eventually work out the kinks on that, and then then the world's really gonna get to know you. Oh, that could be interesting. My damn mic doesn't wanna <laughs> stay upright. It's driving me nuts. Anyway. Uh, before we get into the big bad WWE talk, Dan, um, there's a recent, I want to say TNA Smoky Mountain show, but that ain't right. <laughs> NWA no. Smoky Mountain show, man. Tell us what went on with it. Well, uh, we had the NWA Smoky Mountain Cup Tournament, uh, which uh, it's an annual thing um, that's been going on for, for about four, or five, six years now here, here uh, over at NWA Smoky Mountain. And uh, they have a kind of a tournament-style deal where uh, they set everything into motion, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, matches and stuff. And as the night goes on, the winners of those matches uh, wind up in the main event. And then they uh, they go to basically a main event that is a six-man elimination match. Hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> The uh, I was told before I was told when the night started it would be a tag match, but it wound up not being a tag match. Just kind of wound up being a free for all, really. Uh, tornado in and out and whatnot and everything. Um, but you know the night was set up really cool. Um, they uh, you know had a lot of uh, had a lot of different characters and everything. Um, and I gotta I gotta say, like one of the standout characters to me now. Now that I've, you know, I've seen a couple of shows, I've announced a couple of shows now, and I'm getting, I'm getting the vibe of the locker room, I'm getting the vibe of the show, and everything is like a standout character to me. And this is, this is going to sound really weird, is a guy called White Mike, and he basically he comes out, he's got like 
a bathrobe on and he has an NWA shirt on, <laughs> but it's not NWA, it's NWA, the rap group. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's got a mullet and, uh, you know, he's, he's you know, uh, I, I announce him as uh, the Mid-Atlantic's Dirty Little Secret and uh <laughs> and uh he he comes out and he he engages the crowd you know and the crowd loves him the crowd eats it up it's and you know he not only um and there that um i think i think you saw the uh the neck breaker move that i posted on my facebook page my personal facebook page did you see that derek i know i saw it i think so yeah. Okay. It's like he, he grabs the guy and he starts twisting him around in a giant swing, but instead of ha- having his legs, he has his head. And then basically he twists over him at the end and lands in almost like a swinging net breaker motion. Hmm. And it, it it looks like it kills the guy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, that, that was White Mike doing that move, you know. And that surprised me, too, because I hadn't seen him do anything like that yet. And... Um, you know, just a standout character to me. You know, um, this was my first glimpse at a guy called Tracer X too. Um, Tracer X, he's more of a cruiserweight type deal. He was actually the guy getting the neckbreaker move in the video, mm-hmm. um, and him and White Mike were actually, you know, kind of kind of a face to the crowd. You know, coming into this match, and it was kind of back and forth, face face action with White Mike kind of ending up on top because of a distraction um you know he get he gets distracted and everything and all of a sudden Tracer X somehow ends up with the pin you know and they you know shook hands and respected one another after the match and it was kind of cool like that so you know but Tracer X a bunch of cruiserweight action with this kid he really caught my eye um you know and you know just the whole night the whole night was not disappointing and you know, you go to you go to some of those matches, you know, and you go to some of those events, and you realize sometimes you're watching the same match over and over again, and some of the same moves over and over again, and everything. I don't think anybody did the same move or the same spot the whole night, and that was in all six qualifying matches and in the main event. Wow. So I mean, this it was a well laid out deal, you know. Uh, we had two semifinal matches in the Model City Tag Tournament as well. Uh, we have the Heat Seekers who are just burning up the indie division. Um, you saw Matt Sigmund as a security guard in the spot at the end of Raw, uh, helping Big Show out um, at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the shorter security guard. <laughs> Matt's Matt's short, but he's he's built like a brick wall, man. <laughs> yeah, that tag team <laughs> sounds familiar. That ring, you'll know it. <laughs> yeah, that tag team sounds familiar to me. I know I've heard their name somewhere. The Heat Seekers, yeah. Uh, they are currently the U.S. Uh, the the NWA United States Tag Team Champions in NWA uh, Smoky Mountain. Um, <clears throat> those guys, um, you know, like I said, burning up the burning up the Indies, and another tag team that you've seriously got to look up is called the Ugly Ducklings. Um, these guys are crowd favorites no matter where they go and they will get a crowd up and off their off their ass and in on their feet in no time um 
they basically come to the ring just quacking. That's all they do. And, you know, they've they've got a rap theme song and it's bumping. And <laughs> Dan just said bumping. Just so you know, just, just wow. Dan just said bumping. You know, that side of the state has changed him. When, when I hear stories about tag teams like that, me and George one night went to Marvel Elite Wrestling, and these Viking dudes come out. And I mean, one takes a chair, and I had to duck because he he slung it over his head and brought it right down. These two dudes were the craziest dudes I'd ever seen. I was pretty sure Derek pissed himself at one point. (laughs) Those guys were scary as hell. Just coming out, just with the fire, just ah, ah, it it was nuts. So when you say stuff like that, there's also a guy in New Japan that does that. You know what I'm talking about? He's in Suzuki Gun. Uh, They have him on a, a collar and leash. And he comes out, yeah. and he, they can't control him through the crowd, and he's throwing things around, and he's yelling at women and kids and stuff like that as they're coming I to the ring. I can't think of his name right now. Is Kanimaru? Uh, it, no, that's not right. Uh, I don't know it when I see it, but it, it's it's hilarious whenever he comes out in New Japan. What else happened at that show, Dan? Yeah. Uh, well, we had we had the Jones Boys versus the Heat Seekers, and uh, the Heat Seekers wound up uh, losing because of a distraction from the ugly ducklings who were actually doing commentary on the ringside. And then, of course, you know, turnabout was fair play for the next match, which was the ugly ducklings uh, versus the savages. And uh, the savages used to be known as Air America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a real popular tag team over here known as Air America uh, for quite a few years, I think. And uh, then... Uh, the heel turn happened, and now uh, they're managed by a guy uh, named Dylan Sizemore, mm-hmm. and they're called themselves the Savages. So, and they, man, you talk about some guys that play heel to the hilt. Those guys, um, they jumped, they jumped a tag team a, a couple of shows ago and super kicked them before they even as they walked through the curtain, you know. And uh, cut him off from the ring, and then it, when uh, when the partner finally made it to the ring, super kicked him again, you know, made sure he didn't get in the ring, just basically cut him off. And I mean, it was just awesome tag team wrestling from that group. Well, it sounds like so, it's like by the book. Got, like, sounds like that's by the book tag like team. What? It sounds like by the book Midnight Express style tag team wrestling. Well, let me put it this way: we've got School of Morton thirty minutes from here. Mm-hmm. You know, so Ricky Morton's school is just down the road. So <laughs> it does not surprise me that all of these tag teams are just so hot and heavy in this area. I've never seen tag teams like this in this in in an area. Mm-hmm. There was definitely not this many tag teams like this in uh, Memphis when I was in Memphis. I I can't think of any tag teams who um, worked in tandem like like the ones over here and just you know look like they've been working together forever. You know like the ones do over here and these guys over here that do the tag team stuff, I mean, it's just, it'll blow your mind. It's you mean, insane how well the tag teams work over here. You mean there wasn't a tag team state of shock that was that good? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that state of shock tag team once. They, they're they pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah, we were okay. You yeah. know, I, I, I still feel, I, you know, I, 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 won't, I won't even toot my own horn. I will say this. We, we would have to work together at least a year or two to get as good together as these guys did mm-hmm. uh, as this as this tag team area is you know i mean i f- i feel like uh 
we would have to go to another level to be as good over here as we were on the other side of the state. So <clears throat> you, you definitely have to step your game up if you're step, if you're going to be a tag team and you're going to be in East, East Tennessee, mm-hmm. Carolinas, Virginia area. Because it's it's something else over here. So, but anyway, let me get to the main event. We got we got through the two uh, Model City Tag Team Tournament uh, semifinal matches. The main event um, earlier in the night. There's a wrestler here called Timmy Lou Retton, and he is professional wrestling's only gymnast. He's that's his that's his calling card. He is actually a gymnast. Hmm. And uh, there was. Um, and it, they played it up like an injury to the arm earlier in the night. And, um, you know, he, he, he was still coming out there with uh, taped up arm and everything. And, you know, uh, so it wound up being Jordan Cage, Timmy Lou Retton, uh, Toby Farley, who's the Mountain Empire champion right now, uh, basically their heavyweight champion. Um, <clears throat> uh, Tracer X, um, there was two more, and I'm going to kill myself for not remembering them. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the main event was just hot and heavy. It was tornado style. I mean, it's just action all over the place. Um, you know, originally we thought it was going to be tag, and it had been tag in the past years. But, you know, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty when, you know, you go and you talk to the guys, and they're like, oh, it was supposed to be tag. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, they they made a killing of this match. It was great. Um, there was just one spot during the match that got really kind of messed up, and um, there I think I think I actually posted a video of that on my personal Facebook page too. I need to I need to post it to the uh, Dangerous Dan page and to the Oversell and page. Uh, get it out there for everybody to see, um, and the Oversell page. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but. Um, Toby was going to belly back suplex Timmy Lou Retton and Timmy almost as an involuntary reaction decided that he was going to flip out of it. But Toby went down as Timmy tried to flip out of it. And that made Timmy basically land directly on top of his head, like his entire body weight land on top of his head. Mm. And I don't mean on the crown of his head. I mean, on his forehead, like his entire body, head got jammed jammed back up into his body um so it was kind of it was crazy to watch you know um and i'm i as a fan you know i sit there and i watch these matches and i even have reactions because i'm sitting right next to the announcers who are actually doing commentary and every single one of us just you know we got we got silent quick you know because we knew that wasn't supposed to happen Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody came out and checked on Timmy and he was shoving people off and everything and, you know, saying, you know, no, let me go. I want to, I want to keep going and everything. And they, he went on and he finished the match. He was the last one to be eliminated. And, uh, he went on and he finished the match and everything. And of course, at the end of the night, big heel turn. Uh-oh. He pops up. He's not hurt at all. Oh. <laughs> and he sticks up the Smoky Mountain Cup and hits Toby Farley over the head with it and everything. Um, and he hits Toby Farley over the head with the uh, Smoky Mountain Cup trophy deal and uh, leaves him laying and everything. So um, 
that was a big heel turn at the end of the night. Tim, everybody thought Timmy was hurt, but nope, Timmy wasn't hurt. And then, uh, <clears throat> so th- not only does you know Toby Farley win the Smoky Mountain Cup, but he actually it, it puts him in position for a title match to challenge Tim Storm, the current NWA Heavyweight Champion. Um, so he gets the Smoky Mountain Cup and he gets the title shot. Um, now, when that title shot will be, we we don't know yet. But you know, he's he's the one in line that when Tim Storm comes to town to defend his title, it'll be against Toby Farley. So, <clears throat> but I have to I have to put an asterisk on this. As soon as Timmy got back through the curtain, he collapsed. <laughs> oh man! Oh damn! Um, Which so he really was hurt from that suplex. Um, you know, I I want to say that. Storyline-wise, it was probably, you know, the arm was supposed to get injured and, you know, I was supposed to play up the arm like, oh, you know, you know, you know, give up, Timmy, you know, let's take you to the back and get you looked at, you know, let's take you out of the match and everything. And he was and it was all supposed to be the arm the whole time. Then the suplex happened and, you know, got really botched up and, you know, Hmm. Timmy got his neck jammed and it was a real thing after that. And, you know, there was a lot of us that were, you know, really hoping Timmy was going to be okay, you know. And I don't – I wish I had an update, but I don't have an update on Timmy. That was about two weeks ago Hmm. um, that that happened. Well, uh, our our thoughts are out there with him. We hope you recover quickly from it and, you know, give him hell, Timmy. That's that's sounds like you're a trooper for finishing that match. He's a hell of an acrobat, too. Um, He's a big kid. Probably the same weight as I am. Probably about two fifty. Oh, he's that fat. But he move. He moves like he's one fifty. I mean, he can do flips and you know fly around like you wouldn't believe. And uh, you know, good, good performer, good guy. You know, I hate I hate to see anybody get injured like that. You know, because um, that can that can take away not only years on your wrestling career but years on your life too. And, and you uh, know, and the same thing with my favorite current guy right now katsuyori shibata you know he suffered that head injury and i'm i'm really hoping he's able to come back from it if he does he's got to tone down he can't throw any more headbutts like that no but I mean, he just a legit fucking headbutt th- i mean you 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 saw kata <laughs> yeah. when he threw that headbutt i mean it was did you get to watch that match yeah, yeah oh you gotta match. watch that yeah. sorry okay. excuse me okay. excuse me <laughs> it was uh we can talk about it here in a little bit um yeah, our thoughts are out there with Timmy. Timmy Lou Retton, is that his name? Timmy Lou Retton? Tim, Timmy Lou Retton, yeah. Timmy, yeah. Well, our thoughts are out uh, there. They, Heal up quickly. The NWA Mid-South Group does have another show coming up uh, this weekend. It's a fundraiser. Um, I believe it's to raise funds for a family who lost a young lady. Um, let me see if I can pull that up right quick. While we're talking about um, fundraiser shows, I've got a show here uh, that is going to be... It's uh, Best of the Best Wrestling Showdown for Special Needs, Friday, April 21st. That's this Friday, April 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the Murfreesboro National Guard Armory, 2350 Armory Drive, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. VIP ringside tickets, $20. General admission, $10. Uh, For tickets, you can call 615-438-0970 or go to bestofthebestwrestling.com. Some of the names on this lineup, you got Chase Stevens. You've got Tracy Smothers. I see Buff Bagwell. 
from nice. Malia Hosaka from uh, WCW. Um, and if you are a fan of Memphis wrestling and uh, well, first Bruce Santee and the Barbarians, the Slambinos, and, and if you're a fan of Memphis wrestling, Eric Wayne uh, is going to be on the show. It's the showdown for special needs at the Murfreesboro National Guard Armory in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Be sure to check and, it uh, out. This one I've got is uh, NWA Smoky Mountain debuts this Saturday, April 22nd in Jonesboro, Tennessee at the David Crockett High School. Uh, Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Tennessee is the oldest town in Tennessee, just so you guys know. Okay. Uh, it's about 25 minutes from where I live, and it's an awesome little town. If you ever get a chance to visit it, I highly recommend it. All right. Uh, but Jonesboro, Tennessee, David Crockett High School. Uh, this event is a benefit for the family of Shira Branham. Shira tragically lost her life in an incident with a drunk driver. Proceeds oh, no. from this event will go to help her family in their time of need. Uh, bell time for this event is 7 p.m. Doors open at 7, or excuse me, 6.15. Uh, first time ever singles match, Tracer X versus Picture Perfect Jordan Cage with Austin Tyler Morris. Uh, grudge match, high risk, Robbie Cassidy versus Wild Bill. Wild Bill's a big boy. He mm-hmm. uh, carries a bull rope, has a uh, mask like some of the... I compare him to Shanghai Pierce from WCW, if you remember that guy. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. He comes out to uh, Rawhide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The debuting Josh Cutshall and uh, versus the closer Jeff Connolly. Jeff Connolly used to be in a tag team called the Hardliners. Mm-hmm. Every time those guys came to the ring, they threw toilet paper rolls at them, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but not so not so hilarious if you're in the ring and you're announcing them and you get hit with a bunch of toilet paper rolls. But you could, you could be hit with worse. You could be hit by the stuff that toilet paper uses is used to clean up. It used toilet paper. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It could, be, could be a lot worse. Uh, that wouldn't bounce tag off team at all. action: the Jones Boys versus Los Chicanos. Return match from Encore: the Cross Brothers, Christian and Aiden Cross versus the Savages. Skylar Cruz and Gavin Daring with Dylan Sizemore. Uh, plus matches featuring the Renegade, Axton Ray. Axton Ray is an up-and-coming kid, y'all. He's He's got a lot going for him. Um, he gets hype about wrestling, and I'm excited to see him wrestle every time he wrestles. Uh, Austin Tyler Morris, human action figure, Ali Shabazz. Ali Shabazz is awesome to watch, too, guys. He's, he's a cruiserweight. He, he flies around, does some crazy stuff. Uh, the giant Travis Lee. This guy's a six foot four, four hundred pounds, and Damn. he's huge. He's the he's their version of Braun Strowman, and uh, he plays it to the hilt too. Cool. So um, you know they got a lot going on for them. Front row fifteen dollars. Adult general admission ten dollars. Student general admissions five dollars. So if anybody can make it out to this one, they need to, and we'll see you Saturday. Great. Well. Um George has given us an itinerary for this show. So I'm gonna, oh, yeah? yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hand it over to him. You know, you've got the Oversells podcast now, man. Let's go through it. I, I He's got us by I the throat. I wouldn't call it an itinerary. It's just a little bit of a guideline. He'll motivate you. That's all. Yeah. Inspire you. I like it. But uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, I wanted to go over Raw first. Okay, and I think the biggest story from Raw was. Braun Strowman is money. Yep. That man is money. My favorite thing 
from Monday night was when he grabbed Kalisto and he said, <laughs> Roman Reigns is garbage and now you are too. And then threw him in the trash. That was perfect. How many times have you seen Roman Reigns do something like that and the crowd reacts positively? Right now, in my opinion, Braun Strowman is the biggest babyface in WWE. You know, there, I, I put this on Twitter when I saw it. The only thing that was missing from that segment was Braun Strowman taking Kalisto and tossing him around like the Hulk did Loki. If he would have done that, I really would have been sold because that would have been some great shit. But I saw a tweet somebody put up. Um, it said, uh, Braun Strowman just threw Kalisto in the trash, and that's more than SmackDown ever did with him. <laughs> 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 I mean, Braun, you know, him breaking up with the Wyatts and getting his own deal has worked wonders. Did any of us know he could cut a promo? You know, shortly after he broke up the Wyatts, I think he was on a pod, couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, either I think it was Jericho. Yeah, and, that was and an you, awesome episode. You got, the guy has a ton of personality. He really does. He's not exactly what he... He really isn't what you think he he would be, but he's not just some big dumb meathead. He's a very charismatic, positive thinking guy. But it's not just that. It's when you watch him wrestle. How agile is that man? Yeah, he is so athletic for his size. He's turned he's turned a match in the Big Show into must see TV. When was the last time you were excited to watch Big Show in a match? You know, I, th- I love what they did with Big Show, how he just came out of nowhere and kind of body-checked Braun. Yes. I mean, that whole that whole backstage segment I thought was really good. Good start for Raw. Um, but. There's the but. What's the but? Are they missing an opportunity to make Braun a babyface? And why, why I say that is, last week... He is beating the crap out of your top babyface, the face of your company. And the crowd was loving it. Mm-hmm. Why not do exactly what everyone else wants? Roman is a heel. Yeah. Embrace it. Well, in Vince McMahon's eyes, he knows what we want. And he is not a heel to him. When was the last time Vince knew anything we wanted? <laughs> I'm just saying, if it, you know, in Vince's mind... Vince thought we wanted a proposal at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, that... Uh, I don't... I, don't <laughs> I got nothing. I, I got nothing on that. Um, yeah, man. I, you know, I love Braun. Um, you know, they're just... He's, he's doing things that should be getting booed, though. That's the problem, is we have these crowds now that have flip-flopped from the night, early 80s or early 90s, late 80s that have gone for cheering for the good guy. Like, if... If Braun Strowman did that in the early 90s, he would have gotten booed out of a building. But I think that's a bit of a cop-out, though, because there are still heels who generate heat. Yeah, Jinder Mahal. Yes. And we'll get to that. Yes. We'll get to that, because that's going to be yes. fun to talk about. I, yes. I think they missed the opportunity mm-hmm. with Braun Strowman. He should have been the one to retire Undertaker. Yeah. Absolutely. They should have did that. Well, that would have you know proven that he was the monster well, that in Vince's mind, though, you know, Roman getting retiring the Undertaker makes Roman look. Well, yeah, I mean, I can understand you know, you know. his viewpoint on it, but me yeah. personally, I think it should have been Braun Strowman. I mean, you have to realize whoever was going to finish the Undertaker is going to get booed mercilessly. 
Yeah. The Undertaker is such a loved character over the... I mean, there are times when he scared the shit out of you. I mean, there was times when he was heel and he got booed, but, you know, with, with the... With a 30-something career in one company, 30-something year career. Yeah. Or, or, how long has he been in the yeah. WWE? 26 years? 27? Something like that? Well, I mean, he did, what, 25 WrestleManias? 20, and he missed a, he missed a few? 26 WrestleManias. 26 WrestleManias well, it was, it was twenty. Matches. It was 23 and 2. I thought it was 24 and 2. I'm pretty sure it was 23 and okay, 2. I 25. thought this was his 25. Anyway, so but then, but 25 then there was still years. two or three years that he wasn't at WrestleMania because of injuries and stuff. So, I mean, he's, it's close to 30 years. Right. Plus, the time when he's wrestling in Memphis is mean Mark Callis. He's wrestling in WCW as the Twin Towers and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, it, I mean he's having a good 35, yeah, we 40 years. That's going to be an episode. It's just going through The Undertaker's career. That's got to oh, yeah. be just one whole yeah. episode. I can't, and that'll be That's going to be fun. Will, will it be broken down into segments or acts because the past five years are we really trying to talk about that well <laughs> I, I would like to yeah I, I would like to talk about it all because as any career goes you know it's it all they all have their ups and downs I mean hell Ric Flair those last few years I don't think especially in WCW there's a time where like when WCW is dying and he was the commissioner he's in a psych ward wrestling Medasia or something like that not Medasia who was that was it just Asia yeah Medasia was that chick with scott steiner yeah that's a great name to and bring then, up and then asia was just call her a freak <laughs> yeah just call her a freak. <laughs> a freak um anyway the ring collapse bit did y'all see that coming yeah yeah is that overdone spot now yeah no i don't think it's overdone i mean it's not like they do it often mm-hmm. i mean it's, it is the third time it's happened and all three times have been you know with big show mm-hmm. but it's still a huge moment i mean if it's one of those, like, you know, you really wish you were there live to see it because you know how big the crowd pops and you know the feeling when, when something major like that happens when you're a part of it. See, I'm thinking they could have done this something different with these two guys. Instead of the ring collapsing, it caves in in the middle when they actually hit. Somehow, if they would have pulled that off, right, that would have been pretty cool. My only issue with it was you expected it. Yeah. At what point do yeah. they get away from predictability to... Doing something spontaneous. When was the last time we were generally surprised? Even with the Hardys showing up, we knew they were coming. Yeah, but it was still cool. Yes, I still but I'm out. saying, yeah. when, what was the last surprise? Oh, man. I, I hate to say it, but Del Rio. That was a good one. Oh that was a surprise. Uh, I'll yeah, tell you, the last that was, time... That was out of nowhere. Yeah. The last time I was truly, truly surprised watching Raw, I texted Mike this night, was when they were going to announce who was going to host WrestleMania. And when The Rock came out, I mean, there was, I had no inkling at all. And he's cutting that promo, and I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, holy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's probably the last time I was tr- truly shocked in professional wrestling. Next would be when Jack, Zack Sabre Jr. joined Suzuki Gun. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But, yeah, uh,. What's next, George? We can. I think we. Oh no, we we have one very important question. Oh wait, yeah. How's the ref doing from that yes. bump? Is he alive? <laughs> <laughs> I, I posted a. Uh, there was a uh, animated GIF of the ring implosion, and if you watch the one that I post, and I'll post it on the Oversell page and my, my uh, Dangerous Dan page here in a minute. It looks like the ref gets eaten by the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it literally looks like you know. It I mean like it almost looks like the it takes a bite, 
and it swallows his torso, and then his legs and his arm pop up, and then it takes another bite, and he's gone. <laughs> you know, I, I can remember. I was over it. I think I was at your house when they did the first time they did that where it was Brock and Big Show. It was Brock and Big Show. It was I on think a I was, SmackDown. Yeah. yeah, it was on a SmackDown. I think I was watching it at your house. We were just hanging out one random Thursday watching SmackDown, and... Tommy called you right after our friend Tommy Johnson called you. He was like, holy shit, dude, did you see? Because the first time that happened, I was like, holy shit, that is... I mean, that's something you never expected. Right, right. But that was special. Exactly, right. exactly, exactly. This this is something you do at a pay-per-view, maybe? You Like a ring collapse during a Hell in a Cell. There you go. You know something? That, that should go another check for Braun, because I actually would want to see that match at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. He has given Big Show life that I didn't think Big Show had left. He's he's been really since they've you know they and they built him the right way, eating up jobbers left and right, slowly moved up. Now they're sure maybe he could have won Roman. a couple matches, but Roman, Roman. I mean Roman could have taken that loss um, yeah. and not been hurt by it, but they had him going good. You know, like any kind of. Battle Royal or anything he was in, you know, or any any multi-person match he was in, that he always got eliminated in some bullshit way, you know. Right. Somebody reaching from under the ring and preventing him from getting back in for a count out, or you know, it it's or it's just you know just in general a multi-person match where tons of shit happens and then he happens to get you know pinned or something. I mean, nothing that's really hurt him. I mean, maybe it's me, but. When you're talking about, oh, the big man, there's no more, more good big man in wrestling. And I'm like, Braun is special. Yep. I truly think that guy is a star. Yep. You build around a guy like that, you can you can sell tickets anywhere with that guy. You know, it's interesting. This guy was once a, um, what were they called? A rosebud. rosebud. Yeah, he was always in the hamburger, I think, the hamburger shirt mm-hmm. or whatever. Hard to think that's the guy that's become one of the best acts on Raw. He's he's probably the main reason I watch Raw. You know, it's funny who all have been Rosebuds. Oh. Becky Lynch was a Rosebud at one point. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss was Alexa one. Bliss. Uh, uh, Leva Bates. Dan Matthews. Dan Matthews. Dan Matthews. Dan Matthews. Eric. Yeah, I was a Rosebud, guys. Pretty much most of most of the people who came through NXT. Yeah. Yeah, but and, well, even those that didn't like Leva Bates, I find that 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 episode was great because that was when someone stole Paige's clothes, and she, that's who she grabbed was Leva. I'm like, hey, she's on our show. <laughs> we know yay, her. Yay, yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, what do you want to go to, George? Uh, let's go to Samoa Joe versus Jericho. I thought it was a good match. Yes, Jericho, he is looking good right now. But my question is. With all of this losing he's doing lately, does it kind of diminish your interest in him versus KO? No. I'll tell you why. Mate, sure, he's on the wall right here, right yes, behind me. like right behind you. Right behind me. Two, he's in a program with KO. Three, you know they're going to have a great match at Payback. That, that's probably going to be one of your best matches on the card. That ma- Their match at WrestleMania I thought was a great match. Yeah. I agree. And I think they're just going to add on to it um, that 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 bomb into the power bomb into the. Uh, why can't I think of Jericho's finisher right now? Codebreaker. Codebreaker. Duh. Golly, where am I? Just misspell it and you'll yeah. get him back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that power bomb <laughs> to Codebreaker was such a damn great spot at Mania. 
And the guys have, I think the guys have a good chemistry. They're going to put on a good match. I, and I like that they brought back the U.S. title showdown or uh, challenge. Yes. I was, mm. I'm hoping where this is going to lead eventually, and we'll get into it when we start talking about SmackDown. But there's a certain cup power couple I want coming back that is going to be involved. It will be on SmackDown. Yes, I, I was very happy to read that. I know you so were. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think it's going to be a good program. You know, it, I like that they're continuing the story of Samoan Joe and KO being friends. And they mentioned that a couple of times during the mm-hmm. match. So, Jer- Joe could get involved in this match as well. Are, are you disappointed that we never really got that Triple H stable? Uh, that I am. That I am. Because I think that could have, they could have, it could have been evolution. They could have even just called it Evolution 2.0. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it would have been great. Him, KO, Samoa Joe, and Pete Dunne. But hey. But no, let's move KO don't, to SmackDown. Don't, don't get me started on WWE and stables. Yeah, I know. It, it seems no. like they're allergic to them right now. Well, they have one. Is New Day a stable? Will we call that a stable? Those are three dudes. Yeah. yeah. That's what they, they are. It's a trio. It's a trio. <laughs> there are three dudes that push products. That's it. Yeah. I like... I. Me and Abby were watching SmackDown last night, and we saw that vignette for the New Day riding a unicorn. Abby's just like... <laughs> What the hell was that? And I was just like, it's the New Day. That's, That's what it. I've been asking the past year. <laughs> you know, it's working for him, I guess. What you got next? Okay. Um, how do you feel about this Seth and Samoa Joe rivalry or the match that's coming up? I feel like it's kind of secondary to what he and Triple H had. If they were going to do the feud, I feel like that should have been at WrestleMania mm-hmm. instead of Triple H and and self because go after the guy who injured you instead of the guy that you barely see on TV for the past six or seven months. You know, well, I, th- I think the injury had played into that though. Yeah, because they, they got- were originally going to have him and Joe at whatever pay per view that was, you know, before Mania, and then he got injured, so they had to, you know, and they probably they wanted- to hold back on it. Well, they, and they, if you have a, an injured guy that works like Seth. You know Triple H is a guy that can take care of his opponent too. Yeah, yeah, and have a great match and still have a great match with him. Logically, I get it, but I do think it took a little bit of steam out of Joe versus Seth. I, I was upset Joe wasn't really involved with WrestleMania at all. He wasn't on the show. Yeah, that 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 kind of wasn't even in the Battle Royal. Yeah, that that's kind of upsetting that they did. They have they brought him up. You know, he could have gotten involved somehow in the Triple H match in the Kevin Owens match. Or something like that, you know, to keep a rivalry going. But Mojo was in the battle royal, but Joe wasn't. Uh, old Mojo. <sighs> oh, that's Mojo. all we can say. Mojo. <laughs> Mojo just killed our Mojo. Exactly. Moving on. What else happened on Raw? You had Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. Okay. It seems like these two teams are just going in the wrong direction. For one, oh. Have have Enzo and Cass gotten stale because they lose pretty much every week? What do you think, Mike? I don't think they're stale. Stale. I mean, the, the, they're not stale. They're not stale. Not stale. Stale? You know, like stale. <laughs> like stale. That's a Saturday Night Live joke for you people yeah. out there. Jimmy Fallon doing... Yeah, I don't get it. I'm pointing my fingers. I'm pointing my fingers. I'm pointing my fingers at you. Still don't get it. Yeah, it's... It's oh SNL. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Moving uh, on. But anyway, Mike, your thoughts. I mean, yeah, you would expect them to have 
you know, as, as hot as they were when they got brought up, you would have expected them to have at least a short title run by now. Mm-hmm. But they're still their selling point is being on the mic. And they're just there to get the crowd hype, you know, at some point. It doesn't even seem like the crowd really cares if they win or lose. You know what Enzo, They just want to see them. You know what Enzo and Cass are? There's a dude in Beck with, that performs with Beck. He doesn't sing or do anything. He just dances around and gets people hyped. Is that what Enzo and Cass are? Is that they're the dude in Beck with that with Beck? There was a guy like that in Prodigy that did the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They'd, they'd be the guys, like, if you're in UFC, they're just going around, just jumping around, getting people hyped up for your fight. I mean, still, when I... I don't want to see them. I'm at that point where I feel like all they're doing is pushing the products in every promo. And they're going to say something about every city. It's, it's the same thing over and over again. At what point do you switch it up? Uh, whenever you turn Cass against Enzo, I'm going to guess. That, we that's we, what that will happen we have in, a different view on twisted that. mind, he's going to be like, uh, the big guy is just going to get tired of the little guy and ah! push him. You know, big Cass, <laughs> you're gonna get tired yeah, of Enzo. So. I love Enzo though. I love the character Enzo. Uh, he's annoying. To, I I feel like he he hits a nerve with me that makes me laugh at him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then like he hits a nerve with other people that makes him annoying. You and know? then he wrestles. It's you either you either <laughs> like you either really like him or you really hate him. <laughs> I think part of it too is the the tag team division in general. The tag I mean, team division on Raw, I don't think, is that good at all. I mean, I mean, right now, Absolutely I mean, it's basically not. just the three teams that have just been going yep. at it forever. I mean, yeah, you just brought the Hardys in, you know, and but then you bring the revival in, and dude gets hurt, dude gets and injured out for yeah. six weeks, eight weeks, or yeah. something like that. But I mean, you know, it, it it's still new with the Hardys, and you know what's going on with that. But I mean, for the longest time, it basically was just those three tag teams. I'm going to ask you this about tag teams: How important was the revival in getting American Alpha over in NXT? They were pretty much the only reason. Just as important as them getting DIY over. I mean, mm-hmm. since American Alpha has been on SmackDown, they've tanked. Yeah, and why is that? Because they don't have a team like because Revival. they have no identity. Right. I I just think it, I still. I mean, think I think they just got squashed on SmackDown by uh, the Colognes. Yeah, they're not, they're not Epico and. Eh, I'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it because I because I, 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 I have thoughts on that. Um, what he else? Has thoughts. I have and I've got some good ones too. Um, but yeah, you know, I say, you, I don't know if I could say they get stale because I still chant their entrance with them whenever they come out. I kind of I still the chant TV. the entrance when I get in the shower. I mean, it. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think of the steam going. You go, my name. <laughs> so, <laughs> how would you book gals I and answer, Mike, George? I could see Mike's girlfriend hollering in the right shower. Now? Stop it. <laughs> Booking gallows and Anderson is. That's a difficult question because... You know, I don't think they're stale so much as if they finally get a win and they win, like, the Raw Tag Team titles, it'll be that much more special. Well, you got to get that win first. When was that last win? I can't remember. Uh, I think technically they won when Enzo got launched into the ropes, didn't he? No, that was a no contest. (laughs) Golly, I still I rethink that stuff. But let's move on. Uh, George, how would you book the Gallows and Gallows and Anderson? Right now, I'm still trying to figure out why they're on Raw. 
because the logical thing to do was to take them to SmackDown and put them with AJ. They don't they don't fit Balor. For me, if I was gonna even consider a Balor club, I would have gone with the Revival. Mm-hmm. The Revival are a younger and better tag team, and they and their personalities would fit in with what you think the Balor club is, which is pretty much the Bullet Club with a demon in charge. Mm-hmm. But on SmackDown, I think it would have given AJ life. I'm I'm not a fan of Babyface AJ. I wasn't You're a fan. Not, I like it. I wasn't a fan of Babyface AJ in the beginning. I think he was best when he was the leader of the club, even though they got squashed by a Super Roman. But <laughs> the club, it it makes sense. Right now for Gallows and Anderson, I'm like, okay, they're just there. What do you want to do with them? I don't see anyone they fit with. And you can't put them above the Hardys. When the Revival gets back, you can't put them above them. And honestly, Sheamus and Cesaro are just clicking right now. So you can't put them above that team. Where do they rank right now? What if, and this is just me, I just thought of this off the top of my head, what if they get with Joe and Triple H? That'd be a monster. I kind of, I kind of like that. You know, enforcers for Triple H. You know, maybe I, I, I foresee Samoa Joe eventually winning the Intercontinental Title soon, in the then the next couple of months maybe, and then have them with win the tag team titles around the same time without Triple H, something like that. I don't know. It's just a thought. The only, the only thing about what you said was the Intercontinental Title. I'm like, what is that title now? <laughs> <laughs> it's not defended. That's what it is. It's on the kickoff show. Um, and yeah. that—that's a good transition, actually. Yeah. Into the Miz and Ambrose. At what point is it hurting Ambrose that everyone points out that he's lazy? Every feud in the past, ever since what was that Stone Cold's podcast? Yep. Every opponent brings up that he's been lazy and complacent. At what point do you hurt that character? by continuing to say that on air. You know, commentary hasn't gotten anyone over in a very long time to me. Like, uh, maybe there's there's once this tag team where JBL would not say a damn good word about them when they're beating the hell out of jobbers and stuff. It's JBL. And, and, but there's this one tag team, and because and because of the, of him saying, oh, that's a nobody tag team, it made this tag team look really weak. You know what that tag team that was? Who? Cool. The Ascension. Well, they are a nobody tag team. Oh. <laughs> they could have been. They, they the Road been. Warriors. They could have been something. Thanks, they thanks to the thanks to the main event or to the thanks to being on the main roster, they're nobody. You know, they were a force unreckoned with in NXT, and then they took them and put them on the main roster and tried to make them Legion of Doom. Well, and, and not even that. They tried. They made them say they were better than the Legion of Doom. Don't tell me that you're better than the Legion of Doom. Be better than the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Just go out there and just they, and they. I think they could have done that, but then while they're doing it, you have a guy on commentary saying they're beating up a bunch of nobodies. That's not how you get your talent over. It's just like when mm-hmm. we've had a promoter on this show that instead of talking about his shows and the guys on the card, he talked about how hard it is to run and book a show. Like I appreciate you coming on, but get your talent over, man. That's exactly. why we're here. Yeah. We're here so you can get your talent over, 
they you make money at the door, they make money on their t-shirts or whatever or however you do it. But don't complain about how the show is run. And I'll just leave that at that. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> Dan knows who I'm talking ba-doom, about. Ba-doom. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh man, I don't know. That's a good question about Ambrose. Uh yeah, since the shield you know, when the shield broke up, I thought Ambrose was going to be the star. I really did. Mm-hmm. I thought Seth was the workhorse of the group, but I thought Ambrose, with his mic skills and you know just that crazy ca- craziness that he showed, was going to be the star. And I think Seth Rollins really has been the breakout star since the shield broke up. Without question. Yeah, easily, easily. And I really thought that was Dean Ambrose. And I don't know if that goes back to, you know, I don't know. Dean just. Dean, should, I think, should have been the one that turned and beat the crap out of the other two guys. He should have been the heel. He yeah. could have been a transcendent heel. If you haven't seen Dean That Ambrose, would have been predictable, though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was always the one that you thought yeah. was going to jump ship or whatever. Sometimes predictability is not bad, though. <laughs> but you know, but it also makes sense not him not teaming up with an authority figure. Yeah. Like So I guess it, it I can see it both ways. Yeah. I can't really knock what Seth has done because... If you had told me back when the Shield was together that Seth would be the best one, no, I wouldn't have thought that. And it was within a year of him being with Triple H, I started going, okay, this guy can be really good, but can he take it to another level? And I think that injury to his knee was the was a blessing in disguise because when he got back, you can tell that guy worked on his promos most of the time when he was away. Mm-hmm. That's all he could do. But I have to say this. How stupid is WWE for not capitalizing on that baby face reaction he got when he returned? Jesus. Do you re- <laughs> For two days, that was the loudest reaction anybody got for yeah. months. Mm-hmm. But we got to protect Mr. Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns got a hell of a reaction after WrestleMania. <laughs> Swear the world. Cena's <laughs> still in the ring for ten minutes and they can't even talk. Yeah, that was <laughs> that. You know, it's a reaction, so you can't fault him for that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Bray Wyatt. Are, are his promos empty now? I know you said does he cut the same promo every week, yep. but are his promos just empty? Without a major, he's had what one major win in his career, and that was when he won the title, which he just dropped a few months later. Right. But do his promos mean anything now? Granted, if you put them on their own, they're good promos. But if he's not winning these big matches, they don't mean anything. Yeah, but if you take the promos away, what does he have? Nothing. Well, I mean, exactly. he's not winning. Yeah, right. <laughs> and honestly. How good is Bray in the ring? I think he is what he is. That's that's my point. I, if, I like Bray's Smash Mouth style in the ring. You know, um, and his character works in you know this the spider walk with the you know scary stuff and everything else. So you know it's a character mixed with ring ability. You know, so. You know that kamikaze crossbody that he does, where it just he just plows through people. 
I mean that that right there, you know, that's a that's a that's a sheer, you know, strength move to tell him, you know, hey, I'll hurt myself just to hurt you, you know. So I mean, it's it's a crazy type character, but at the same time, you know, I feel like they don't know what to do with him. You know, they're not quite sure. Well, maybe we ought to put the title on him. Well, I don't I don't feel safe keeping the title on him. Well, now what do we do with him? Well, we we move him to Raw, or we move him to Smack. No, wait, no, I don't know. We'll, let's flip a coin, you know? <laughs> and now I think I saw a new, uh, and, and I don't know if this is legit or not, but now they're saying Bray and Randy won't be for the title at Payback? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the House of Horrors match won't be for a title. <laughs> yeah, that's... So a champion doesn't get his rematch. Again, which means which means Bray will win that match. Oh yeah. If it's not for the title, Bray will win that match. If they're smart, Bray will win that match if it's not for the title. But splitting up them, you know, putting them on different shows when they're still feuding. Yeah, that, is that, ridiculous. And that brings us back to that dumbass superstar shakeup that didn't that went over about as well in the draft in okay. my mind. It could have worked, but the problem was they didn't have a plan. Right. Everything was last minute. Yeah. Of course. Did you like my idea for what the WWE should do when they do a draft? What? What was it? Um, basically, rip off the NFL completely. Have a podium. Vince McMahon comes out. He has a you know he has an envelope that says Raw. Has an envelope that says SmackDown. He comes out. Now on the Raw with this first pick and the blah blah blah. He comes out and Shane and Shane and Daniel Bryan are there holding a SmackDown T-shirt. They give him the T-shirt and a hat and he puts it on and he. And it, you know, you could do it on the network to where it's not. You still have you wrestling shows during the yeah, week. Yeah. But instead of instead of that, that draft was horrible. Let's be honest. Let's Three go. picks, two picks. Three picks. Yeah, two it picks. was so stupid, and it was like we take. We, there are girls in this draft too. You know, blah blah blah. It, it was just lame and just. I don't know. They should rip off. Vince needs to watch the NFL draft, which is next week. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but Vince needs no to watch because I guarantee you Vince has never watched any other sport outside of wrestling and he needs to oh, watch he's it. watched the NFL I, I don't believe I'm, he does I'm yawning and talking at the same time <laughs> you guys I, hear that? Oh, from the story no, I've he's had he's watched the NFL he watched he, the XFL too well he watched uh, he wa- he doesn't know anything that goes on outside of the WWE because that's all where his mind is from what I've heard he only, he doesn't sleep so if you're on a plane ride with him you only sleep when he does, and he doesn't yeah. sleep. So, coach learned that the hard way, I'm sure. And it's just the dude. The dude is a lunatic, to be honest. But he needs to watch the NFL draft and do his draft in the WWE, inappropriately uh, to that. I want to see one flaw in that. What's that? At some point, you're going to have to give a T-shirt to Titus. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Titus is a good dude. Oh, he's a good person. I don't know about a good wrestler. Oh well. Yeah, there's there's far worse out there. Scott like Steiner. Station? Yes, like Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. <laughs> are we? Are we? Do we want to talk about the Raw Women's No One Contendership match? What? I, I, is this it? <laughs> I see it in your face. There's, there's a look. There's. This is. You it. know what? Let's get into this. Okay. Let's dive let's, right in. Let's do it. Was Alexa Bliss the right choice? I like the way they did it. I don't know if she's the right choice, but she won the way she should have. Sneaky, heelish. She's facing Bailey, who's always the all-American, 
you know, the the she is the typical baby face. Yeah. And Alexa won by by a quick quick cheating. I I, I like the way she won. She, yeah. Maybe she wasn't the perfect choice, but she won the way she should have won. I agree with that. The way she won, perfect. Her winning was the problem. Hmm. Who would you have had won, Nia? Oh man. Yes, the <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> because I think I think honestly this is just like trying to get Bailey over, you know, by giving her contenders like Alexa Bliss and stuff. And this is biding time for when Nia does come back around and destroys Bailey just outright. I think I disagree with you on that because I think they well, know I mean, what the money match is right now. The money match that they they're building towards is that heel turn. Sasha, 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 Bailey. That's the money match. You Sasha mm-hmm. versus Bailey. For me, I wonder if they changed plans at the last minute. And why I say that is, Nia beat Charlotte clean, and then came out and destroyed all the women. The story was told for her to win Monday. But I wonder if her dangerous style is the reason why they changed it because she's reckless in the ring. Yeah, she's very reckless. Yeah, I think it, her call up just seemed a lit not too early, but uh, just a tad bit too early. She there's still work she could have done in her NXT. call up was worse than Dana's in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. I I don't th- I won't say it was a bad. I, I think she just needed a little more time in NXT, a, a, a good lengthy title run, but then. What they're doing with the NXT women's title, I think, is pretty incredible, too. Yeah. How many good matches has Nia had? Her and Bailey had a couple of good matches in NXT. In my opinion. I, not, I'm not saying they're freaking Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels or anything. I don't think I'm it, talking about the main roster. I don't think at this point you're, you know, Nia is supposed to have good matches. She's just supposed to look dominant and, you know, she can get away with, you know, the clumsy look. Because she's supposed to just go in there and, you know, make everything hell for everybody that's in the ring with her. You got to admit, when she's on, like when she had one of my favorite Nia Jax moments since she's been on the main roster was when she threw someone out of the ring and she just looked at the ref and said, count her out. She's dead. That, that was just for her. That's a great spot. That was an indie wrestler. Indie wrestlers. And I get that. No, they're get supposed that. to take bumps. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, she knew enough to. I, to, for her to say, look at the ref and say, counter out, she's dead. The first, that's just that shows that she does have. It shows that she does have some ring smarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knew how to get the crowd going. It, it, you know, to, in time, she'll. It, we're not expecting her to be Stone Cold in WCW. No, we're no, not expecting no, her to no. be uh, Shawn Michaels or anything I like that. I'd like her to be Awesome Calm. Yeah, Awesome Calm, Bull Nakano, yes. one of those types. I can, I can get that. I, I don't like that. the smile. Why are you smiling? Well, if, she, it's if, if it's after she did a big move or something like that, smiling because she hurt person, yeah, I can, oh, yeah. I, I would be down with that. Like, I, uh, I wish she just didn't smell like a 16-year-old teenage girl <laughs> when she talked. <laughs> wow. Walk out there like RoboCop and then start talking like Minnie Mouse. You know? <laughs> like, or like um, The Undertaker in Suburban Commando. I'm going to get you, Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No wonder you guys don't talk. <laughs> Oh, that movie was so horrible. And continuing on with that match, something stood out last week and it stood out again on Monday. Your champion, your top babyface, 
it's the third woman on the show. Mm-hmm. And she's been the third woman on the show since she got called up. Mm-hmm. What will it take to get her to connect with the crowd and to elevate her to that top babyface role? Because right now, it's Sasha and Alexa, and then Bailey is a distant third. One of the things I would have done is not had her win at this year's WrestleMania. No. that's I would have had her lose. And, and maybe lose next year at WrestleMania 2, or, or her second WrestleMania. And then on her third WrestleMania, that's when, you know, the promos are being cut. Like, you can't get it done at WrestleMania, Bailey. You can't get it done. She hits that Bailey to belly off the top rope. And I could just see the crowd going off their feet when they know she's about to get the one, two, three. She should have lost. She should be losing a lot of matches, in my opinion. You mean like she did in NXT? Yeah. I mean, that's how you get a baby face over. That's how you get Izzy becoming her that her favorite person. You have to have the underdog. That's why Sami Zayn, I think, is such a commodity to the WWE because he knows he he is he is just the consummate underdog. Oh, we will get to that. <laughs> oh, we will get to that. Anything else you want to say about the we're all women's division? What is this injustice that is going on with Sasha? Why was she the one to eat that pen? Why is she the one? who wasn't moved to SmackDown with Charlotte, which everybody predicted. Mm-hmm. No. Why haven't we seen the heel turn yet? Everything just seems like Vince sees Sasha as someone to put everyone else over. That may be it. This year, what did she do? Nia's best matches on the main roster. Sasha bumped her ass off in those matches. Mm-hmm. She made Nia look like a monster. Mm-hmm. Even with the little throwaway matches on Raw with Bailey, she still put in work. At what mm-hmm. point do you say, okay, my top babyface in this division on both shows, are we going to run with her? Or are we going to keep going? Oh, you can have 28 days to be champion, and then we'll throw it back to someone else. That is my issue right now. My issue is I don't feel like Sasha is getting the respect that she deserves. And by that, I mean, if you look at the four horse women, she is the one who each one of them can say, I had my best match against Mm -hmm. her. She can pick from anyone she wants. Mm -hmm. Becky, what is the great match Becky's had outside of her match with Sasha? I like some of her stuff with Mickey James. Was it her, was it the best? It probably wasn't better than Bailey. Bailey, Bailey or Becky. What about what about Bailey? Bailey, Sasha in NXT at Summer the SummerSlam weekend. And Charlotte, maybe you want to say one of those Natalia matches, maybe. But if you're talking about her top three matches, two in NXT and one on the main roster, at what point do you stop? trying to push agendas and just r- roll with what is in your face. Maybe they're trying to make Sasha a more sympathetic character. Like I just said, everything they should do with Bailey, <clears throat> they're doing with Sasha. So eventually when she does get that win, the crowd jumps off their feet. I don't know. That's just me <laughs> brainstorming off the top of my head. She's not a baby face. No, she's not. When she came out of WrestleMania, she looked, she's very heelish. Yeah. T- have, wearing the tiara, you know, the way she was acting when she walked in the ring, she had a little more sass than she normally does. And, uh, you know, th- there's a couple of times I thought, like, 
they, it's about to happen. That, it's about that, to that happen. turn's going to happen. That, yeah. And it didn't. And just kind of just, yeah. Like I said, this wasn't the year for Bailey to win at WrestleMania. It wasn't. No. It, it, and and I love Bailey. I do love Bailey. I think I, I think she's. A, I think she has a chance to be a very over character, but a baby face like <laughs> Bailey has to lose to be made a, a severe underdog. I think a baby face like Bailey needs a heel to make her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I agree. Uh, yeah, exactly. I love Charlotte. I love her. Yep. Who has she made? Who? Ha- what baby face has she made? Dana Brooke. <laughs> oh my God! Did you say Dana? Brooke? <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. But that—that's why I go back to the whole heel Sasha. NXT, that whole four horsewomen thing. It didn't work until Sasha became the focal point of the division as that top heel. It gave Charlotte someone. It gave Becky someone. It gave Bailey someone. And now I, I watch Raw and I watch SmackDown and I see that Charlotte is that top heel. Charlotte's doing great work. But she has yet to make a baby face. And you can't say she made Sasha because Sasha was getting the biggest pop of all the women even before they feuded. So who is she going to make? Only time will tell, really. We have no idea. The Raw Women's Division, eh, to me, is just so weak compared to SmackDown's, which we can get into. Actually, I disagree. Really? I actually think that SmackDown's division is weaker. Really? Huh. Yes. Well, before we get into the SmackDown talk, let's take a quick break. Um, Actually, now I'm paying for Mixler, so... We don't have to stop and restart the <laughs> chat room anymore. But let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Actually works. Yeah! Yeah! Still my oh, ringtone. Oh, Stop, Derek. You know that one. That doesn't work on the main oh, roster. Shinsuke Nakamura, man. There is just no other entrance music like it in the WWE. That's just the most fun entrance and. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see who he actually ends up um, feuding with. I know that right now they're kind of teasing uh, Dolph Ziggler, I think, or you know, at first it was the Miz or something like that. But let's get into a little SmackDown talk. Uh, George, you have some. You seem to like Charlotte right now. Oh, I love Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte right now is outside of matches. She's the best woman on the roster mm-hmm. because. If you listen to her promo on Tuesday night, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, she put she cut a she cut a damn good promo. It's some of the best she's done. Within like the first fifteen seconds, I'm just like, wow, this is a different level. And you can tell the difference between going from Raw to SmackDown because that right there was a person who was giving bullet points. That wasn't a script. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna see her be herself and I just love what Charlotte is doing right now is it's not 
you can't keep saying, oh, she's doing her father's routine. Oh, she's getting where she's at because of her father. No, that woman from the time she got on the main roster to now has evolved the most out of any wrestler on either roster. It doesn't matter what gender she has become. Mm, I'm going to, I'm going to contradict you there. Who? Um, since the, since the brand split, the Miz is above all the others, uh, the most improved. Now I get you said from the call-ups on NXT, but as far as like from the branch, from the, from when he was the, when he went to SmackDown, and he, they started letting him cut loose. There's been no but I'll, I'll just, I just want to throw I, that in I there. I think I disagree because of the fact that I think as soon as Maurice got there, yeah, that was a whole different myth. Yeah, yeah, I and I can agree to that too. But still, I think since he's since the roster breakup, right now he looks like a main eventer. Yep, and I, I definitely so I, agree. I, with that. I, get, I get your point, but when Charlotte came up, she was a hot mess. Yep, on the mic in the ring. Yeah, everywhere. She, it, it seemed like on with her promo, she was just trying just a little bit too hard. She was always yelling. Yes, yes, yes. But now, yeah, that promo Tuesday, man, I it was like, this is this is good stuff. She's staying calm, and that's the best kind of promo, I think. Staying calm, but getting a point across that no one's going to mess with you, and that that is your ring, she and makes you believe it. Yeah, and that, and it goes to what you said. The SmackDown writers, you know, they're old. They're NXT writers. Most of them were old NXT writers, so. They're getting, you know, it's not, here is your promo, pal. Go say it word for word. Don't forget the suffering succotash part. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, what are your thoughts? On what exactly? Right now. (laughs) Okay. I want to ask this question. Is there anyone on SmackDown's roster who you believe belongs in the ring with Charlotte. Yes. Who? And please don't laugh at me when I say this. If you say Carmelo, I'm going to no, laugh. No, 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 no. Tamina, say- Tamina. Tamina Snuka. If we're talk- I'm talking on, on a Cut pure... Cut your mic off. <laughs> I'm talking on a few pure physical standpoint. And I believe there's a guy on the Skype line who will probably agree with me when I say Tamina Snuka. Right, Daniel? Absolutely, 100%. She scares the crap out of me. <laughs> We've all heard the story. Um, Dan once yeah. got to shake her hand, and I think he never will shake yeah. her hand again. I, I will look for a uh, a uh, glove that is off of a uh, probably a set of armor before I uh, <laughs> a true hand. gauntlet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, but that's I, I'm not I'm not going specific. I'm going off just what I know physically from Tamina, not from the character that Tamina is right now which i'm really hoping they start amplifying her a little bit on smackdown live but even you still have to have the match i'm a match person i understand understand i'm I'm all about the match becky lynch what's happened to becky Uh, bad writing i just alexa bliss has kind of stolen some of the stage yeah i mean she came up and impressed everybody yep Surprised um, everybody. And, and before we go any further, I'm going to give this as a testament to how strong of a person is Tamina is. They suffered a major loss in her family yesterday. Yes. For her to be on that show, to keep her emotions under control, while while you know she had to be hurting because the Anoa family is very large, but they're also a very close family. Yes. And I'm going to say this, for her to be on that show is awfully testament to how tough of a person she is. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
So I just wanted to put that out there that beyond Dan's story of her almost breaking his hand, <laughs> emotionally and fi- not only is she physically tough, but she's emotionally tough as well, which, which in professional wrestling is a very important trait. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Becky is a character that I think at first when she she started evolving, she did evolve, but it got to a point where is she just this goofy person who does puns in all of her promos? And when Alexa came up, hey, I will criticize Alexa in her matches till the end of time. But if you're talking about on the mic, only Charlotte is better on the mic than Alexa. And when Alexa was in there with Becky, you could tell Becky shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. And that that's what worried me and kind of made me look at Becky in a different light. Can she go in the ring? Yes. She does have a kind of a boring style to her, to her um, wrestling. But I don't know if she has the personality or the promo skills to overcome that right now i don't even see her as the second person on the on the car uh, on the smackdown roster right now i think naomi is naomi has has taken that step i don't know if i believe that she belongs with charlotte because i charlotte is so far ahead of all of them right now it's it's why i kind of wish they didn't move mickey to raw yeah that was a strange move because Charlotte needs someone. If you're going to move Mickey, you got to bring Sasha over. You just have to. You have to give Charlotte somebody who is close to her level. Right now, I don't feel like they have that person. And my biggest fear is they're going to push the hell out of Lana. They may indeed do that. Yeah. I could see no. that. <laughs> you said Naomi. I had to do this. <laughs> Really? Did you really? When I found out that this was the inspiration behind her new glow gimmick, I had to watch that movie that night. Such a, such a good, good song. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to. It's not even at the good part. Here we go. Let's get to it. There we go. You are the last dragon. And you possess the power of the glow. Leroy! But, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that out. That sorry, just having a little fun, Mandy. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I'll say this about Becky: uh, was it her? It was her and Alexa Bliss in Memphis, wasn't it? Uh, in that cage? Yeah, it was in the cage. I thought that was a good match. Yeah. I, did, I had no problem. I thought it was fun. I like that feud in I, general. I, yeah, I agree. And 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 the payoff with Mickey Lynch being. Mickey James. Yeah. I almost said La Sicardia. Like that, Eva <laughs> Lee would kick my ass if she heard me yeah, call I thought it. That. Was a good, okay, you watched it live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's why. On TV, all you saw was the mistakes that were made in that mm-hmm. match. It was fun live. The crowd is. I think the crowd is hot yeah. for it, and it didn't play well on TV. Okay, the crowd is really hot when La Sicardia. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, when um, what El Mariachi? What what the hell was her name again? La Luchadora. La Luchadora. Was unmasked as Mickey James, and that the the reaction. I don't know how that came off on TV. It, it, it kind of sounded like people didn't know who she was. Uh, I, me, yeah. you couldn't or tell from couldn't me and Mike. See. We're like, oh shit, Mickey James is back. I mean, and also going into it, we yeah we knew. we knew that she was going to be there, and then when she saw when we saw her like 
stand up, you know, actually get in the ring. It's like that's not the same girl that's yeah, been that's, in that outfit. She's a little more stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, female fans out there, but I had to say it. <laughs> But that's how it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. And Charlotte, I think it's going to be a good move for her. And, and oh, for the SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown Women's Division. After that, we had that that number one contenders match, didn't we? Was that no? Because for me, that didn't close out the show, and I thought that was really weird. Yeah, it was like the middle of the show. Yeah, and uh, did you see who was in the match? Well, I I, I, I do get that. that. And you you me may argue on this. I love that match. I loved it. I loved it from the start. I loved the whole match. I loved I, I loved the finish mainly because there were a bunch of neck beards out there in the internet, like. Oh man, let's make a new star. They finally make a new star, and the people and shit, shit on, on it. it. I mean, he was getting booze. The heel, he's a heel. He cheated to win. He got booze. He's getting the reaction the WWE wants, and yet people are are, are shitting on it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm-hmm. that's what they should have done. The I love the Bollywood cheat. I love that. I, and it, it's it's something. I get why they did it. I get why they did it. They got an India tour coming up. Mm-hmm. They not on top of that. Tell me someone who has a better look right now, physically, than Jinder Mahal. Well, if I give you enough, oh, no, what? I'm not even gonna go there. Not even gonna go there. What? But what? If I give you enough steroids, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he passed a USADA test. He says it's from clean eating. He says it's from working out a lot. I, and name a better guy with a better look right now. Right I guarantee now. you, if the great Kali was anything like Jinder Mahal, he would have been on top of the world. It depends. Uh, if you're talking about a good look, Triple H at WrestleMania, you know, when he skips the drug test. <laughs> you mean Triple H when he comes back from a quad injury? Yeah. I mean, yeah. God. yeah. When he first came back from that quad injury, I'm like, that is scary how in shape he looks, but. I mean, I loved it. I love. I loved the finish. I loved the and I love the promo he cut. How do you put a jobber in the title match? You, you have him knock out Finn Balor and get him in the news. Yeah, a jobber. This man was a jobber last week. Last Monday he was jobbing. Now he's the number one yeah. contender for your top title. But but th- this goes back to the whole you know when when was the last time you were surprised? I, and I guess my new answer to that is Jinder <laughs> Mahal. But you got to admit, you know what? I was more surprised looking at who all was in the match. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not no Baron Corbins or AJ Styles or Kevin Owenses or no anything Nakamura. like that. No Nakamura. They I, they have to have a huge plan for Nakamura. They have to. Yeah. Eventually. I, who uh, we'll get on? We'll, let's get through the rest of SmackDown. And we can kind of try to talk because we're going a little long here. We have to knock knock some stuff off this week. Uh, Bray and Orton. I really don't. You know what? Ca- I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> Orton does not do it for me as a as a supposed babyface champion. He's still a fucking arsonist. <laughs> I do, I just can't get past the fact that people were rooting arson ko. Is that it now? What arson ko? I don't get it. RKO, no, arson. No. Come on. Oh. No, Mike. You're smarter no. than that. I, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just I just really don't I really don't care, especially if this is not for the title. I mean, you know, Finn Balor is still owed a championship match. Yeah. A championship rematch. 
Roman Reigns is still owed a championship. Or there's another world, whoever, Universal Champion. Technically, Goldberg did, did is KO still, get his rematch? No, KO didn't. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. KO never got his rematch. Goldberg technically hasn't gotten his rematch yet. Yeah. And, but that goes to the fight. fact that there's not, that the Universal Champion isn't fucking on TV. <sighs> that's another show for another, <laughs> another time for another show. Because we still don't have a champion. Um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I just this House of Horrors match is just going to come off as a nonstop deletion or anything like that. It's going to be hokey, and it's going to be. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for. I mean, if it's not for the title, it's meaningless. You know, it makes me on um, Botchamania. They had a clip a while back. They were having this cage match, and they were calling it a House of Horrors match, but it was in deep Texas. So when the guy gets on the mic, Mikey's, and this. Is the House of Horrors match, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd is like House of what? <laughs> and he had to get up back. Horrors. Horrors. <laughs> Dan, what do you, what are your expectations for the House of Horrors match? I don't know. I'm expecting more special effects from Bray, um, a la the worms and roaches, and which whatnot served a great point in the ring. Which served such a great point in at WrestleMania. Yeah. Why well, do all that and then have him lose the match? It exactly. makes no sense. Exactly. But, you know, I'm expecting more special effects like that. Um, other than that, I'm open to anything, really. <laughs> you know, it could be anything, really. Who knows? Yeah, I'm it just... could be fighting in that burned down remains of the building that was in the background of every Bray Wyatt video, you know? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that arson shit, which well, I guess I've already started on. Yeah, Mike, what you do you do? You have any expectations for the House of Horrors match? We still don't really know what it is, do we? They're saying it's. I, there's, I don't know. It's supposed to be some like they'll be in some sort of like fun house, scare house type thing, you know? That you. I mean, they've they have to do something to to make up for the WrestleMania match because the WrestleMania match should have been. Amazing. Yep. It should have been great. Yep. But it fell way short of anything anybody Total wanted. Down. Especially when you're doing all this stuff to try to get Bray Wyatt over as a supernatural force or something yeah. like that. It, it, and then you have Randy Orton win off an RKO out of nowhere. I mean, that made sense, but it didn't make sense for Randy Orton to win just in general. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, especially with the whole build up for it. You know, I'm not going to fight you for it. And then, you know, the whole mind games and... I mean, that whole feud didn't really happen until, like, the last two weeks before WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. George, what you, what you thinking? I think that we should move on because I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you want to talk about next? Oh, man. Where are we at now? Oh. Do the colognes still smell like the shining stars? No. This is what I... I, I after that match with Alpha and the, the fact that what they're doing what they're doing with the colognes right now when they came in and kicked Alpha's ass last week yeah. is the shit they should have been doing with the club. Yeah. Yeah. And for them to come in they're they're lost they're they're not doing that shining stars gimmick. They're paying homage to their last name the colognes. I, that makes me so happy. Do you have a feeling that that may lead to something more oh. down the line. <laughs> you, mean, you know where I'm going. 
Mike, you, Dan, you, you, you take that for right now. I can't talk about it. You, do you think this could lead to some? What do you? Where do you see this cologne stuff ending? I don't know. You know. <coughs> well, you had to, you had to you had to call on me, and now I'm coughing. Um, <laughs> but no, um, the the colognes, you know, turning from the shining stars, I think is a good thing. I don't think the shining stars thing was going anywhere. It was ridiculous. Uh, definitely, it was ridiculous. You know, um, and you know, there actually is a shining star resort. You know, I don't know where that came into play. If you know that resort was like, hey, maybe WWE can report, can you know, boost us up there. Hey, <laughs> this is where this is heading. It is the return of Carlito. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. That's not cool. Carlito is shredded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He is you know, totally shredded right now. He, him, and Chris Masters are good friends on Facebook, and I'm constantly seeing uh, Chris Masters. You know, <clears throat> I'm really hoping that this is opens the door. Pics of uh, Carlito, you know, um, and Carlito's just shredded top to bottom. I mean, he's his his body type is something that you know WWE would be drooling over right now. I I, her, I hope at least to return. I think Carlito, if he hadn't gotten complacent, yeah, he would have done so. He was so good on the mic, mm-hmm. and he was so he he knew how to garner heat. You know, all it took was you oh, spitting yeah. an apple in someone's face, and then all of a sudden you're not cool, even but, though he was cool, but it wasn't cool. But if he came back now, it would be he would be a victim of the the crowds basically you know cheering him. Constantly, no matter if he's a heel or not, and I mean, you talk about a debut. There's a, there's another monstrous debut for you. Carlito beat John Cena for the U.S. title on the first night in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. The first time we saw Carlito wrestle live, there was like, was it a house show? <laughs> no, it was a house show. Yeah, yeah it was, it was before he was brought up here in Memphis, man. No, it, or what? Did he wrestle in a dark match before SmackDown? No, I think it was the house what, show. Was it a house show? Yeah, because okay. I mean, Why this did was we like go to a house show. Because it was, because it, it was the first house show at the FedEx Forum. Okay. It was the first wrestling. Yeah, that's event right. At that's right. But man, I can. We were badgering my. Fr- we. I love Carlito. When this oh, guy yeah. came out. I was like, this dude is cool. I love him. And we we pissed off my friends so bad because we were, <laughs> we kept yelling Carlito and people. It was. I, I remember I I had the shirt and it was when he had it was his face on an apple. Yeah. It was the orange shirt. I love that shirt. I wish I still had it. I had like the blue one with the red face on the apple. And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh he he had the best shirts and he was just so smooth on the mic. He when he cut a promo. He and was I, just so I think, smooth. You know, he, he won the first match against uh Cena, won the US title, and then I think when they had a draft then his first night on like whatever the other show was, I don't remember if it was Raw won or SmackDown. The IC title. Yeah, he won the IC title the very See, first. They night. saw something in Carlito. Yeah, and he just got complacent, man. Just got lazy, and even when they had him, as they thought, "Hey, we'll put you with your brother, make you tag champs." You know that brought a little bit of life back to him, but he slipped right back in that hole. And I, I just hope he. I would love for Carlito return. Especially now that maybe he's got a, you know, he's a little older and wiser in wrestling, and it could lead to something huge. They just have to put the money down to get him. Oh, I think that's the only issue is the money. Yeah, yeah, well, and that he's like a, I think he's doing still wrestling a lot in Puerto Rico, and yeah. he's pretty much like a god down oh, there. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. What's next, George? 
Is this Face of America gimmick working? For Kevin Owens? Yes. Yeah. It's only, it's been Give the first it week. Give it time. I, I loved what they did. They brought in local jobber from Louisville. Kevin Owens whooped his ass and got out there and then cut commentary on the next match. I love that whole thing. I like it, but I just, I just don't feel like he's getting the reaction he should be getting. Now, the reaction he does get is when he starts speaking in French and all that. He, that pisses the crowd off. That 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 promo he cut after after the match, yes. I thought that was very good. To, Kevin Owens is just one of their best, their top guys, I think, in garnering reactions. And, you know, just when you think you want to start cheering for you, he does something that just pisses you off. I don't know. You know, I'm just I'm just a big KO, Mark, and according to Mo, he's just – just a fat loser. He's their best worker. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I just like to give Mo. He's hell. the best worker hey, on the roster. Dan, I've got a new um, nickname for Mo. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, the gnome that runs the home. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you talk to him, the gnome that runs the home. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I think this. Yeah. I think this challenge is gonna. I love that they're bringing this challenge back, mainly because the U.S. title is getting defended in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, what is going to eventually happen is he's going to ask for a challenge. <laughs> oh Maria, Maria, and Mike Bennett are going to come out and they're going to answer that challenge, and it's going to be incredible, incredible. I'm so excited yeah. that Mike Bennett's coming to SmackDown. How big is that? It's huge. It is huge. Now, my only question is, is he that big of a name? Maria is. She is. And, Maria and, is. And it, it, it instantly, they don't even have to have him debut in a U.S. challenge match. There's heat between Maria and uh, the Bellas. There's a story right there that she's she could draw them into a story. Because I think Maurice even mentioned her. Maybe she, no, maybe she didn't. No, 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 no. no, no. no. But there's a story to be told there, so he could come back and have a program with Cena right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Be, and and they just tell the story because Maria was part of that group of total divas that, and and they blocked the Bellas blocked or you know pretty much strong armed her and, or not to be able to come back to the WWE earlier. So yep. one, I think Maria coming with Mike is going to help him immensely. But. I think a lot of a lot more people know who he is. Yep, especially uh, if you watch Ring of Honor, you know you've seen the Kingdom. Okay, you is, have to remember we are a small minority when it comes to the WWE universe. That's true. That's true. That's true. We know these guys. The casual fans don't. Well, but he, you know, he's done his stuff in TNA, which he was. Who watched TNA? There's a small. I, I to be honest, <laughs> I, I, don't. I still do just to keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some there's some good stuff going. In, yeah, in, in, yeah, I mean, there's Mike some good Bennett guys. was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, and when I mean good stuff going, I mean going out the door and going other places. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited. I, I really I I cannot wait to see Mike Bennett in WWE. I was kind of hoping he'd go back to New Japan and Ring of Honor just to reunite with the no. Kingdom because. Man, Maria and Mike were awesome in the kingdom. They yeah. they did some great stuff together, and they they did a lot of good in in Impact in TNA. Yeah, I mean they were, you know, she was the top woman heel in the company for that full year that she was there. Mm-hmm. She walks in as the best woman on the mic and one of the best. Period. Which because is because she is 
dynamite on the mic. And mm-hmm. you know what? Part of it was her being herself. She's not being the bubbly, the ditzy, the ditzy yeah. chick that. And then she, I just when I saw that news, the first thing that popped in my mind was that trial that Vincent Mann presided over, Coach and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, and she I got on that. the phone and just started talking all this smart stuff. And then I started thinking like the boogeyman came out of the the witness stand and did his thing. And I was like, man, that was some weird shit. And Vincent Mann was like listening to Britney Spears on his iPod, which mm-hmm. the fact that Vince owns an iPod, I think, was hilarious no. at the time. Um, but yeah, that, but I started thinking about that. I'm like, man. They let her be. If don't she better not be ditzy. No, she needs to be. Me, she needs to be Regina George from Mean Girls. Okay, that's what I think. That's a that's a weird reference, but okay. I just think I just think she could pull it off. You know, she could be. She did an impact, right? She'd be nice to people's faces, then do stuff behind their back, or was that, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, she was. I mean, when she came into Impact, she was pretty much in charge. I mean, she yeah. came in, you know. I'm Maria. I'm the first lady of professional wrestling. This is my show now. That they, she better keep that title. I'm the the first lady of professional wrestling. Yeah. Even though she'll be the first lady of sports entertainment or whatever. Yeah, hell. yeah. Call yourself. Yeah, they'll change that company. shit real quick. Yeah, but um, anything else you want to talk about from SmackDown, George? Okay, this right here is more less about the match between AJ and Corbin, and more about rumors that are going around right now where WWE sees him as one of the top guys at the end of this year, and they think that he has a brighter future than Braun. Who do you think has more potential, Baron Corbin or Braun Strowman? Damn. That's a tough question. For me, Braun Strowman, no question. Dan, what about you? Potential? Braun. And I hate to, I hate to, I hate to say it to Baron. But he's just kind of fizzled out, really. His yeah. momentum is fizzling. You know, he's just kind of, he's kind of lingering in uh, purgatory there. You know, in wrestling purgatory. We really don't know what to think of him, and fans aren't really cheering or booing him or taking a side with him. You know, um, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I think Braun has more overall potential and longevity working for him than uh than baron does really i I think baron i think all it's going to take is for baron just to rub somebody the wrong way backstage and it's over for him really that's i get that feeling you know (sighs) man i like i like braun and baron equally um i like i love the fact that they're on different shows because I, I don't think it's near the time for those two to even be near a ring with each other. Um, okay, what is special about Corbin? There's, I, I can't explain it. One, I, I do like his He's mic tall. work. I, I, one, I, I like his mic work. You like his mic work? I like his mic work because I think he's him being him. He's just, to me, he's a dick. <laughs> You get yeah, that too, yeah, Mike. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch that, um, I mean, honestly, like like Randy Orton. Yeah, except there's something about Baron Corbin I actually like. I've never, <laughs> I never have been able it. to like Randy Orton once in my life. As since he's been in the WWE, I cannot think of one time I've ever actually rooted for not, Randy. Orton. Not even when he was with Bray. No, I didn't even like that him. That was then. the first time I liked him. I didn't like him then. I just there's something about Randy Evolution. Orton. No, I did. He was the part of Evolution I hated. 
Yeah, over Batista. No, I love Batista and Evolution. <laughs> Batista, I, I, there's just not been one time. But if you go back and watch Breaking Ground, you know that which was that that was such a great show. I think that got him over more than anything else. It, it did because you got to see, oh, he really is a dick. So we're not getting <laughs> yeah. a character. He's just being himself out there, and that's why I like his promos. It's just him being him. Um, Braun, on the other hand, man, you know he's exciting. He he works the mic well in his own way, a lot because he's just once again he's just being <laughs> he's just being a really big dude. I can't ex- I can't yeah. explain it. So I get I like them both so much in their own ways. I love I, I think Baron's got the best the two best finishers with the deep six and the um what's that other one called the end of days or end no? of days yeah. yeah I love those finishers especially the deep six I can watch. The deep six a lot. Just watch him twirl around. Dan, if, is how close is the deep six to what Alan's uh, to Twisted Steel? Uh, deep six, you're kind of going end over end. Um, the Twisted Steel is side to side, and it's more of a tilt a whirl. And Alan can hold you up there forever if he wanted to. <laughs> um, so, and and I'm telling you right now, Twisted Steel is a fun ride. That's well, <laughs> yeah, and I see that kind of when he does deep the deep six. You know, when, the end of days doesn't look as much fun, but the deep six just looks like it'd be a fun move to take. Mm. That, but yeah, I, the, Alan. If Alan gets going good and he gets you in the right spot, he can hold you up and just rotate you around, almost like Cesaro's giant swing if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it and it's so fun, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I just, I've, I think I've only had it done to me maybe twice, but both times I was just going wee. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I've never done that while taking a wrestling move before. I was always like, okay, where do I need to land? You know, it was just like all I had to do with Alan was hold on and just go yes. <laughs> as far as what George asked, I-, I can't give an answer right now, mainly because I like what they're doing with both characters. Now, if they're on the same show, like if Baron were on Raw, I'd definitely say Braun. But since Baron is kind of separated from him. I I I like them both for what they are. That's just me. I just I really like them both. I love I love Baron Corbin's entrance. I think he has a damn cool. No, I like entrance. I like his entrance. I love his entrance music. Yeah. He has some of the best entrance music in the WWE too. It's it's so much fun. We just view Corbin differently. That's that's that's, yeah, what, that's the bottom line because I don't see a star. I I see a star. I do, I do. I see a star. If he could, if he could get just a tad bit more, if he could bulk up just a little bit more, he he's got a Kevin Nash look. Now I know Kevin Nash wasn't the greatest worker in the world, no. but it's 2017. Let's not talk about someone who wrestled in the 90s. <laughs> hey, he's wrestled some in this because, millennium too. Because when when you're talking about a big man, the reason why I said Braun is special is because that guy can do things that. I can't think of another big man that can do what he can do. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the power and then him on the mic, the whole character, he comes off as larger than life. I get that. How many guys in that company are even on that level? I'm not even talking about just a big guy that just has a presence. I'm talking about like who, what other character has a presence like him? Maybe Nakamura or Finn. Finn, you know what? Finn has a character. 
Let's just say Finn with the makeup. Well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the demon. Plain Finn. Eh, kind of like, See, I like Plain Finn too. The little, what does he call that? Rocka, Rockadoo or something like that? Plain Finn needs, needs a ballot club. Simple yeah, we'll say. see. We'll see where that goes. But I, I can't answer that question because I like both those guys equally. Man up. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't. I can't answer it right now. Let's. I want. Let's give him another month or two and see. And we'll visit, revisit it, and see how we each can give him five years and Bron still be killing them. <laughs> well, you never know. All it takes is one stinker, and, and either one of them could fall down a card easily. Oh, I can count all the stinkers Corbin's had. <laughs> well, I think he, I. To me, him getting rid of the quick matches ha- hurt him. I love back. You got to admit. The the thirty second matches were fun where the crowd could actually count with his how his matches. It built him as a destructive force. I give him credit for this. That guy can go in a gimmick match or a triple threat match. Where if he's put in there with two good workers. If it's just a singles match, I don't see it. Hmm. I don't see it. I, I think he's I think he's fine where he is on SmackDown. But he's gonna be the champion. That's fine. Let it let it play out. Never know you. One day, one day you could like him, like Shibata. You mean like? I've, I've been watching Corbin since what two thousand fourteen. Yeah, but, but you, you know, one day you'll love him like like Shibata. He's still the same guy he was <laughs> in two thousand fourteen. I don't know if anybody can express love like you have for uh, Shibata. So he's just such a great wrestler. <laughs> well, 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 I can for Sasha and, and hey Yoshirai. So I may have to um, bless the uh, PayPal account of my friend Fred because at War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds up in Toronto, he's going to it. Kushida and Goto are going to be there. Nice. I'm going to have to get an autograph from those nope. two guys. Uh, let's let's talk just a tad bit about New Japan. We're gonna we're not gonna do trivia this week. We're gonna because we've kind of gone over a little bit. Uh, George, who's your favorite New Japan guy right now? Oh, the man is on injury reserve, Shibata. Okay. Uh, no, no argument it's there. The, it's, <laughs> the it, it's, yeah. it's the headbutt. It's the headbutt. I've never seen someone that just... It's like he doesn't care about his own health. He just wants to hit his head up against yours I've got, I've got and go quick, on. on. On trivia, I've got quick multiple choice, so we can do trivia. Do quick. Okay. Let's, I want to talk just to Mike. I want to talk to Mike just a little bit about Shibata Okada. How awesome was that match? It was a great match. Great match. Five-star match. Dave Meltzer gave five Maybe. stars, so okay. it's it's a five star Maybe. match. Okay, but I like how it started to where Shibata was just you know wrestling. It was just wrestling, and it started slow, and then it builds up to such a thing. When Okada hit that rainmaker and Shibata shrugged it off, my God, I was on my feet. <laughs> I'm like, get him, Shibata! You got him, baby! You got him! And then he hit that headbutt. I'm like, geez, that was a stiff ass. He headbutt. made you turn into Dusty Rose. Yeah, I tell you something, baby. That's about it, baby. He is something else, baby. We need to get him in NXT over here. I'll teach him how to do the Dusty Rhodes, and we'll have a hard time, baby, with Katsuyori Sabata. That was a good Dusty. No, that was all right. Yeah, that was a good Dusty. Anyway, no comment. Anyway, you know, but just watching a Shibata match like that, he delivered a rainmaker, and it just looked absolutely painful. Yeah. And those forearm shots he throws and takes, and it's. <sighs> but for me, I, I wouldn't say that was match of the year. Really? Yeah. What would you say? I mean, I wouldn't say I. I have two matches I would not say it was better than. What? 
the Okada and Omega. Yes. See, and I, even and I will I will even say this because I was so high on this match, the tag match at NXT Takeover. Yeah, that's great. That's great that tag was, match. I would put it as my match of the year. Not only be, not because I'm such a Shibata mark. Right. The story they told. I mean, it was a great match. Oh yeah. man, it was just oh from. Gosh. I just like how it it just built. It built. First, it was. Shibata trying to figure him out, just straight up wrestling him. They were just yeah. really slow, just you know, yeah. feeling and it, out. And yeah. and and, and this, they, they did the exact same thing in Okada Omega. Yeah. And what I guess what's the bottom or the lowest common denominator in those matches? It's Okada. Okada. It's Okada. <laughs> Okada is a hell of a worker, man. He will bump his ass off. He looks like a fucking superstar over there. Mm-hmm. And I just <sighs> you really put that ahead of Omega and Okada. I, I do. I do. Just because. <laughs> It's not just because I love Shibata so much. That has that's a small part of it. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with it. I mean, even if it's, like, I think it's a you know, large part. To me, they told a great story, and it's looking like Shibata gave his career to that match. Now, it's possible uh, unintentionally, and I'm praying. I'm not because I'm such a fan of his, but because I'm a human being, I'm hoping he's okay and he's able to come back. Yeah. Because since he's come back to New Japan, he has fucking killed it, and that's all he does. And then my second favorite, of course, is Kushida. I love Kushida. That dude is one of my favorite workers to watch. Why are you looking at shaking your head? I'm still trying to figure out why you said that match was the match of the year. It, it took, <laughs> you know, it's, it, wrestling is ice cream flavors. We all have our different flavors. I like chocolate. Mike likes people. I like I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that last one? <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> now, it, it's all ice cream flavor, and it's very subjective. Um, I, to me... I just I, I I will go Shibata Okada. One match got six stars. The other got five. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, hey, Meltzer's not always right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we can let's do it then. If uh, Dan says he's got a trick, a quick one, we can we can just go at long on an episode. Let's see. Hold on. Before we do that, guys, are you ready for a little trivia? I guess we have to ask Dan if he's ready. Dan, are you ready for <laughs> trivia? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Can you feel it, sir? It's time for a little bit of wrestling trivia. Man, my garage band skills. I love that song. <laughs> That's the re- only reason why we keep doing trivia. Uh, this week, it is Dan hosting against me, Mike, and George. Dan, I'm going to hand the show over to you. It is trivia time. All right. Well, these are since we're running long and everything, these are uh, multiple choice questions. And uh, I've got a uh, total of ten questions here. But what I'll do is I'll just give uh, each of you three questions apiece. And we'll rotate around between the three of you. And I'll keep that extra one just in case there is a uh, tiebreaker or something. <clears throat> okay. So uh, I'm going to have to have one of you keep score because I left my pen in the other room. I got it. And I'll lose my wireless connection if I <laughs> <laughs> leave the room. So, um, But <clears throat> anyway. Um, all right. So... George, since you're guest, I guess uh, you'll go first here. Oh no! Um, and we've got—I've got four multiple choice answers here. Okay. Um, 
this is kind of a um, a little bit into the I'd say the 80s, early 90s. How old are you, um, George? 33. Okay. Okay. I, I was around. So. But uh, when when did Vader debut in WWE WWF? Uh, was it WrestleMania 10? Was it Royal Rumble 1996? Was it SummerSlam 1996? Or was it Survivor Series 1995? Oh, man. Wow, you asked about someone I don't care about. Uh, <laughs> How can you, you didn't like Vader? I like I liked it when he was bleeding. You, you That's about it. Did you like WCW Vader? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's fine then. Okay. No, I, no, I get your no, answer. Now. I get it. I get it. Go ahead. I'll let hmm. you. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt there. Let's let's just go with SummerSlam. SummerSlam 1996 is correct. Ooh-wee. The relief on his face yes. right now. The relief, <laughs> the relief on his face. Okay. Um, Derek, who eliminated Shawn Michaels at the 2003 Royal Rumble? Was it Triple H? Was it Kurt Angle? Was it Chris Jericho? Or was it Kane? I want to say Kurt Angle because that led to a match with them at WrestleMania. Nope, it was Chris Jericho. (laughs) Of course it was Chris Jericho! How do you always get the Jericho questions wrong? That's why he gave you that question. God damn it! Because you know... He he paused before he said which one of us that question was for. He was like, oh, uh. son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Jericho. That's payback right. for getting my name wrong. <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, Mike, who lost the European Championship to Triple H at WrestleMania 14? Goldust, Mark Marrow, Owen Hart, or The Rock? Uh. Oh, motherfucker. Fuck. 14. The Rock. Nope, it was Owen Hart. George leads after <clears throat> this first round. 1 to yep, 0 to and, 0. Uh, let's see. We're back to George. Okay. What was the main event of SummerSlam 1993? Was it Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match for the WWF title? Was it Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWF title? Was it Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels ladder match? Or was it Lex Luger versus Yokozuna for the WWF title? 93. Hmm. 93. can't remember if, if Lex and Yoko was in 94. And I, you know what? I'm just going to go with Lex and Yoko. That is correct. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Derek. Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's either Jericho or Lawler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Perfect lost the Intercontinental title shot in a short match at the 1990 SummerSlam to who? Bret Hart, Kerry Von Erich, Big Boss Man, or Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior. Can I steal? <laughs> Ult- Ult- can I steal? I'm going to say Ultimate Warrior. It was Kerry Von Erich. 
It was Kerry Von Erich. God damn. Do you not remember him? Well, he said the, the, the key word was quick match. Yes, it was a quick match. The Ultimate Warriors, <laughs> like, all of his matches were quick. Were quick. Yeah. Damn it. Damn you. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I am. Next time I'm doing a show like this, I'm bringing every New Japan question I have, Dan. You better watch every single show they've ever done. <laughs> Derek just changed the wrestling name to Damn You Dan Matthews. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, all this stuff's on the network. All you got to do is watch it. I know, I know. It's 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 good so far. Mike, you're up. All right, Mike. Uh, who was Chris Benoit's opponent at SummerSlam 2000 in the best of three ball three falls match? Was it Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, The Rock, or Raven? SummerSlam 2000. Fucking bullshit! What what were the choices again? Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, The Rock, and Raven. Jericho. And that is correct. It was Jericho. Damn it! Because I knew that because Angle and Rock were in the triple threat with Triple H for the title. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Next, next, uh, is it back to George? It's back to George. Uh, all right, George. Who from the below wrestlers never wrestled Undertaker at WrestleMania? Jake the Snake Roberts, King Kong Bundy, Big Boss Man, or Yokozuna? Yoko. Uh, Yoko is correct. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> all right, Derek. Oh, shit. How did Kane defeat... Who did Kane defeat, I'm sorry, at Survivor Series 1997, the match was under red lights? Do I get multiple choices? (laughs) Jeff Jarrett? No. Undertaker? (laughs) Mankind? Or Ahmed Johnson? Come on. Don't look at me like that. He said under red lights. Ahmed Johnson? It was Mankind. God bless, mother. Bless, <laughs> That's it. Yep. It's it's nothing but Shibata and Kushida questions for Did you. Did Kane next ever <laughs> wrestle Ahmed Johnson? Was Ahmed Johnson even around? Yeah. When Kane uh, was showing what you know. But he, he was around red. in 96, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 screw this trivia week segment. I told you we should have done this. <laughs> Mike. All right, Mike, one last question. Uh, who from the following never won a title in WWE or WWF? Rowdy Roddy Piper, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Rhino, or Jake the Snake Roberts? Fucking bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Brutus. Uh, you know what? And initially, I did too, but that is wrong. Shake. Brutus was the tag champs with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Um, was it nine? That was the at Caesar's Palace. I forgot. The yeah, stupid one. there was like two of them back to back that were there, weren't there? Wasn't it Jake? Yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts is the answer. Yeah, yeah. I knew he never won the big. Well, one, but... no, he never won any title, which yeah. is. The Insane. winner of this ridiculous. I'll, give, I'll tell you what. I'll give you guys the last the last one. I'll let you guys uh, 
fight over this answer. Goldberg eliminated how many wrestlers in the 2004 Royal Rumble? Was it three, five, none, or two? And I'll let y'all all pick an answer on two. this. Two. <laughs> okay, let's Derek just, says two. Let's just go. Was, was three one? Okay. Let's go three. Uh, three, five, none, or two? Three. Yeah, I'll go three. Okay, George says three. No, I'll go three. And uh, George and Mike are right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this ridiculous trivia. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I can't wait till I host it again so I can bring you some New Japan yeah, questions. Dude. And I can't well, even you know. I can't even sink to Lucha Underground questions now. Speaking of which, there's big news today. What? As far mm-hmm. as um, uh, it looks like TNA and Triple A are going to be teaming up for some shows. And Lucha Underground wrestlers will be able to wrestle on the show, but not as their Lucha Underground characters. Huh. So that's that's interesting. What sucks about that is someone like Ricochet can't go work Ring of Honor because of that contract. Right. So that's I just wanted to throw that out there. As it's some, just a matter of time before Ricochet gets scooped up by WWE. Though. As soon as that, I guarantee you, as soon as that, con- the day after that contract expires, he's got Triple H on, or R- William Regal on the phone <laughs> saying, Already. bro, Bro, this contract's up. Bro, bro. That'll be at his front door. What are you talking they about? Could, they might as well rename that Cruiserweight show Ricochet Live. Yeah, that's uh, he's going to be a great addition. And I, another addition I can't wait for them to pull the trigger on is Matt Riddle. I cannot it's wait a, oh, for yeah. Matt Riddle to get to NXT. You're excited for that. I'm excited for the women's tournament. That tournament's going to mm-hmm. be good. That tournament's going to be good. I guess we can talk about real quick. We can just name, like, we'll each go around twice. And we'll each name a women's wrestler we want to see in this tournament. We'll start with Mike. Leva Bates. Dan. I was going to say Leva Bates, too. <laughs> well, name someone else. Well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for trivia. <laughs> That's right. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mickey Knuckles. George. The greatest women's wrestler in the game, Io Shirai. Uh, I am going to go with the great Cheyenne. I know you were going to do that because you posted that earlier. (laughs) I saint it. Back to you, Mike. Uh, Andrea. I think she's going to be in it because she's in NXT anyway. Dan. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see Victoria make a return. That would be good. That would be good. Uh, I am going to say Sassy Steffi. I want okay. I could easily go with the woman who signed there. Uh, was it Kariah Hojo? Yeah, we can't. No, 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 if they're already signed, they're probably going to be no. in it. Candice LeRae. There you go. That's a good pick. I like that. Candice LeRae. Well, that's if she. Uh, I just read on uh, NXT tonight. She she showed up on NXT. Who? Oh, she showed up at the tapings, Who? or is she, or am I no, she was in the oh. she was in the ring. Candice. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. I'm going to yeah. be watching some NXT yes. tonight. Well, that's going to be it for this week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? You have to tell us who goes first. Yes. Uh, Dan, you go first. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, trivia yeah, revenge. I'll make you, I'll make you a trivia bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> first on everything now. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Mike, um, while he's thinking, you can go. I gotta, I gotta say, White Mike from NWA Smoky Mountain. <laughs> there you go. All right. 
Mike? Strowman. George? Braun. Kevin Owens for me. Why? Because he's the face of America. I surprised you didn't say Shibata. Well, I need. Uh, if it, what, the day <laughs> he, he, he didn't do anything this week. The, the day yeah. he recovers, he'll be my superstar of the week. Folks, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five star review and leave us some comments on what we can do to get better or what you enjoy about the show. Also, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me at Derek, D E R I C K O V E R S E L L. At WolfMike23. At Crunkbook41. Hey, you interrupted Dan. <laughs> oh, what, what, what? I can interrupt anybody I want to. I'm the guest. I'm hold special. on, hold on, hold on. Dan, go ahead. At One Dangerous Dan. I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. George. At Crunkbook41. But don't follow me. And if you follow me, unfollow me. In the words of Big E, the greatest <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> His Twitter game is strong. I'll yes, say this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, check out oversellpodpod.com. And while you're there, check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Uh, there's no sh- extra fees, hidden fees, or anything like that. It's you shoe shopping on Amazon like you normally would, and we get a small kickback on anything sold through that link. It helps us out, folks. Please check out Amazon dot or oversell pod pod dot com. George, what do you? I redid the site. What do you think of it? I think it's I think it's clean. You did a mm-hmm. good job. Squarespace is easy, man. It was just like I, I remember us working with GoDaddy. I'm like, man, this shit. This is <laughs> that was hard. The problem you were working with GoDaddy. Square Squarespace <laughs> is like drop, drop, drop. So while you're there, hey, Squarespace, check it out. Also, thank you to Shark Dropper. That is who we are in the network with. And you can check us out at blogtalkradio.com. Shark Dropper does so many amazing podcasts. There's Word of the Bay for us sports folks that want to know what's going on in the sports world in Tampa Bay. Great podcast with my buddy Kyle, Nick, and Anthony. There is the Shark Dropper podcast where they just talk about pop culture. There is fictional podcasts. Have you guys ever listened to a fictional podcast? Yeah. It's like listening to an old school radio show. And they do this one called Doppel Avenue Hurt. And if you listen, you may hear a certain voice <laughs> in the next couple of episodes. Just saying. Cheap plug. They're just saying. But you can get all that at blogtalkradio.com and find the Shark Dropper Network, which I am so happy for us to be a part of. They're a great group of guys. And they're our host is Blog Talk Radio, so be sure and check them out. Folks, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast! George, if you talk right now, you can get the voice. Free Sasha. 